What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode off the rails, episode number 45. These two jackasses have made it to 45 episodes. I'm your Pedro. host, Anthony Verasso, over here in the Midwest. That obnoxious voice that does not know how to go in with the flow when it comes to radio stuff. That's Mikey McCarthy. Mikey, what's up, buddy? That's your boy, that's your boy here. Yeah, I think we got, what, three different states we're covering today? I think so. Where are you today? I'm, I mean, I'm in the... the the, the best state, Massachusetts, tax-free down here. Yes, exactly. There's nothing like taxes in Massachusetts. And our guest that we've been trying to get on for so long, I, at least since like the second month we've had this podcast, he was our first sponsor of the show, biggest supporter, Mr. Dan Letelier up in Maine. Dan, what's up, buddy? Hey, how we doing, guys? Glad what? to finally be able on this show. I know, finally. How long has it been? You know, you and I have... We met back when I was living in Maine, and, you know, you have a good background with sports, obviously, from just watching, but you coach a little bit for softball. Uh, finally, we get you on the show. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an honor, and it's a privilege to be around two mega media moguls like yourself. <laughs> yes, we're, we're both two just real ripping it up the radio airways, Mikey and myself. Damn straight. Uh, Hey, we, how, how first we, things first, though. Like, we got to hit the links again at some point. Yes, absolutely. Dan, uh, would you yeah. welcome us back to your country club? Oh, you know, and we'll have to invite Ryan so we can pull another joke <laughs> on him. <but. laughs> See, okay. I was worried about that. I was worried about all, like, the all the screwing around with, like, come back to you and, like, revoke your membership. I was like, uh, I, got, I don't want to screw around too much. No, it's, there's a time and a place. You know how it goes. Yeah. You got to be out, out in the backwoods, not near the near the clubhouse. Well, here's the thing, though, Dan. Like, you knew about the air horn, and you were cool with it. Like you said, just got to kind of wait. Don't don't be shooting your shot too early. But that was all you that fucked with Ryan's golf bag, and he <laughs> thought it was us at the time. Yeah, yeah, that that was a good one. I just sat back, let it happen, and. But, like, Mikey and I didn't even see you do it. No, no. It was a complete you surprise to us. So, what we're talking about, uh, oh, shit, that's coming up on one year. That was last May about this time. Um, was it? Jesus. Yeah, because I moved, like, the couple days after Mother's Day. And so, uh, Mikey and I, we went golfing up in Maine with Dan and Ryan. We've had Ryan on here before. Uh, Dan was nice enough to bring us to his country club. Kind of a Boy. risky move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were, and Bree was with us, Brianna. That's right. Uh, we were golfing. Ryan was driving with Brianna. Mikey and I were driving our own golf cart. Dan was keeping up with us on feet. Uh, I was and walking. Ryan was, you know, one hand on the wheel, looking badass. Well, we didn't know when we were teeing up. Dan <laughs> snuck over and unclipped the the clip that holds the rope, or not the rope. You know what I'm saying? The thing, the the the. the what it, I'm gonna call it a rope because I don't know the name off the top of my head. Strap. The strap. That's what it is. Thank you. He oh, unclipped it. So when Ryan took off, you know, trying to act like he knows the whole golf course, his golf bag almost came flying into the me and Mikey's like the front of our <laughs> golf golf cart. So me and Mikey were dying laughing. And Ryan had no idea. So Dan, kudos to you. Didn't he, he take? Didn't he take off? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was Ryan was like kicking up dust away. with that thing. <laughs> yeah. After after a three or a four putt. <laughs> he was getting pretty pissed off when he was having a bad day out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back out there when you come up. We'll have to make it a day. 
we'll start the day on the golf course and end it on the doing some fishing. And some oh beers. yeah. So like I said, I got my parents got the boat. It's you know, not not it's ain't a friggin' yacht. It's to go out on lakes and shit like that and have a day. But uh yeah, I was telling Ryan, I was telling Mikey too, like my plan and I'm coming up for like ten days in August. So uh, we'll definitely make something happen. Maybe something before then. Who knows? But uh, how's everybody's week going, Dan? How about you? How's how's everything going? Good, good. Busy, busy times in the real estate market. Uh, trying to finalize everything. I got four closings coming up next week, so be busy for that. Getting that stuff ready, and a couple of new listings coming up. So busy good. times. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Mikey, what about you? What's new with you? Uh, I was kind of banged up. Yeah, I was kind of banged up yesterday when I woke up because, you know, I went I went to the Red Sox game, spent more money on beer and food than I did on my ticket. Sad because the Red Sox are that bad. But, yeah, I had I had myself a ripper on Saturday night, and I paid the consequences that same night. Like, I, I woke up. I, I woke up to puke in the middle of the night thinking my three friends were still with me. Like, you know, I was in my house. I, like, I was that banged up. So disoriented. Well, it had to have been because of those delicious hot dogs. Oh, dude, I didn't even have one. I had a, I had a sausage. I'm not going to – you couldn't pay me to have a Fenway, Frank. Those are just – I mean, everyone says, like, if you knew how they were made, you would never eat one. But it's like, I don't want to know how they're made because they taste so freaking good. Dan, are you a Fenway, yeah. Frank guy? Uh, not really. No. The fries at Fenway, man. Beers. Those are my thing. Yeah, but you spend, like, you spend money on a steak tip sub that's, like, 22 bucks. It's like, dude, that's, like, half my ticket. Who, like, did, how much did you pay for your ticket? Uh, like, 55. Did you have good seats? I, I mean, I was, I wasn't, un, I wasn't underneath anything. I was out, I was, like, out kind of near, like, Pesky Pole. I was probably, like, 25 rows up from Pesky Pole. I broke it was my a name nice day. I don't even know what the weather was. It was oh, it was windy as hell. It 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 was Saturday. It was like it was like twenty five mile an hour winds. It was crazy. The fuck, Dan? How often do you get to Fenway? Uh, we I haven't been for a few years, a couple years now. But used to we used to try to go quite a bit. My wife and I went to the World Series one year. Damn. Um, but yeah, don't try, I don't go as much anymore. Because you're a big Sox guy. Used to be. No, yeah, I, I, I like the Red Sox. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that when it comes time to it. But. Well, uh, yeah, I got the Red Sox up here on the docket. So, all right. So, I got to read this here because uh, Jesse got on me. I kind of forgot these last wow. week. This segment, what are we going to talk about first here, fellas? Uh, I guess. Playoffs. You got, you got, what, yeah, what playoffs? NBA, Celtics, or you guys want to go NHL? It's up to you. Do NHL. Uh, I don't know. Dan, you pick. Let's go, let's go Bruins. Let's let's go with the Bruins for us. All right, all right. Well, this <laughs> portion of the program, uh, let's see here. By Ice Wars Internationals, go to www.iyfights.com for your for all your Ice Wars merch and download the Fight TV app on your iPhone or Android for the first event in Edmonton, Alberta, May twenty first. At Ice Wars is on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com backslash Ice Wars Internationals. Holy shit, I don't even know how to read. All right, so your Boston the club. Bruins, boys. What? They join the club. Yes. Uh, your Boston Bruins looked like they were left for dead after game two last week down in Carolina. The Hurricanes pretty much had their way with them, just like Mikey and his tube socks in college. But then they come to the Garden, 
and wow, did they flip the script. The Bruins came out hitting. They got the energy from the crowd, and they got a huge win in game three. Uh, let's let Dan go first. Dan, what were your thoughts? Let's go with your thoughts after the first two games in Carolina. Well, I think, you know, we were, we were texting back and forth during that whole thing, and I my thoughts are is I think Cassidy's lost that team. You know, um, I just, you know, you got, you got a big mix of, veterans like Bergeron and Marshawn and and then you got a lot of young kids and and uh, I don't think you can you can be on these guys and call them out in the media that's what makes Belichick you know so good is he handles it behind the scenes so but after after the first two games I was like they're done you know well I mean all right so what what did you think after the last two you know they win Friday night and then um they kicked the shit out of Carolina again yesterday on Mother's Day. Yeah, I mean, hey, be honest. I mean, I think Carolina is a much better team. You know, I think Carolina is deeper. And then and then the Bruins are coming up with some big injuries. But I heard uh, that defensemen might be back. for. Uh, yeah, Hampus Lindholm. We're, again, we're recording yeah, Monday. Uh, finally, we get Dan on the program. Hampus Lindholm did practice today. Should be traveling with the team. Charlie McAvoy missing game four. Uh, he's in COVID protocol. Doesn't look like he's going to travel, but you never know with the NHL and the COVID protocol. Let's oh. see if he'll play. Uh, Lindholm Mikey, got trucked, though. Oh, oh my God, yes. Andrei Svechnikov lit him up. Very clean hit, by the way. Very Thank yes. you. Mikey, what were your thoughts after the first two in Carolina? Uh, well, first of all, it, it it looked like the Bruins got absolutely bullied. They got outclassed, outhustled. It seemed like the Hurricanes got to every single puck. But you knew you knew a goalie change was coming. That's why I was like, let's wait and see. Because if the Bruins can win game three, then I think they might get that little bit of confidence. Who knows what the hell happens? Because if you all you have to do is win one game for it to be a, for it to be a close series again. So I wasn't writing them off after game two. Wasn't too confident in them after game two. But I said, you know, if they can make a series of it, I didn't. I didn't expect them to win game th- three, especially without McAvoy. So yes, what Mikey? What do you think now after them taking the two games in Boston? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, be a fraud and go away from my prediction of saying I'm saying Bruins in six before the series started. So I'm I'm gonna stick with my until I'm wrong. All right, Dan, I gotta ask because obviously you two are Bruins fans. I'm not. Game two, David Pasternak crashes into Hurricanes goaltender Auntie Ranta. Did you think that was a dirty play by Pasternak? No. No, I Mikey, didn't. did you? Nope. All right, Dan, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off, buddy. No, no, you're good. I mean, I was going to say if it was Marshawn, I might have felt a little different, but just seeing Parstenak and the type of player he is, no. Well, here's my thing. So I watched this replay a bunch of times because I'm with you, Dan. He's not a dirty player. He does kind of play with a dickhead mentality, which in the playoffs I'll take. Yeah. I don't know. He's kind of on the side of Ronta, but his two hands go up to the face of Ronta. I mean, come on, man. That didn't look right. And the way I look at it, how would you feel if that happened, if the opposite happened, right? Like if another player on the other team did that to your goalie. Mikey, obviously I know you thought that was clean. Of course. What if somebody did that to your boy, Marty Brodeur? I mean, uh, Jeremy Swayman. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, it's, e- <laughs> it's, easy, it's easy to say that, oh, his hands got up high when you slow things down in a replay. But I don't know, in fast time, like, can you really have that much of a reaction time to, like, stop and, like, think about what to do? Like, I don't but- know. Mikey, you've played hockey since you were a kid. When do you ever stop with your hands like that, like lunging forward? 
I, I don't know. He's trying to embrace. I don't know. There's going to be Brace contact. Him. It's absolutely going to be contact. So, I don't know. You're going to grab the guy to stop it? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe he's watched his own stupid goalies do a goalie. Maybe he was just trying to do that. <laughs> he's I don't know. the best I just, hit, though. The best hit what? was the uh, the ice guy hitting the referee. <laughs> yes. That's a ref, by the way. That was on the ref. Yeah, the ref turned into him. Yeah, the referee was talking to the other guy, and then he like he like drifted toward him, and it was like, dude, what are you doing, dude? I saw that. So that was that was Friday night, right? When that happened, yeah, 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 yeah. It was game three. So I missed like the first two periods of that game because I had work. First of all, the guy in the penalty box, like, <laughs> I, I hope he's all right, but like. I'm sick. I love that shit. Like, and I felt bad when it happened, but you just saw the thing crash the guy down. But when I saw the referee go launching because of that trash barrel, I freaking lost it, dude. I was like, how many times can you ever see that happen? And that was just so damn funny. Both things happened in the same game, too. It was like such a weird game. I know. What are you guys doing in Boston? See, you guys just see take- I think the TD Garden glass is kind of weird. Remember that whole thing with Krejci a few years back when the glass fell on his helmet when they were celebrating after a win? Yeah, when they beat the Capitals. They had, yeah. like game one. What is – I don't know. It's, it seems like this happens more often in Boston than, like, most arenas. I, I don't know. Is it like I wonder if – like, is there something different about the way the glass gets put? I don't know. But I find it to be really odd. Do you uh, remember hey. the, uh, the Luchik hit on the – Canadian oh yeah! Player, oh, Mike Van Ryan, yeah, he lit him up. Yeah, I don't. Hey, weird, weird, weird first, arena. It wouldn't be the first time somebody accused of a uh, faulty mechanic. I don't even know the word there, but a Boston arena or a field not up to snuff. <laughs> I don't know all how right. you do it, Mikey. I don't know how you do it. So, all right. Well, let's see. We got Game Five coming up Tuesday night in Carolina. Um, Saying Bruins and six, so obviously I know Mikey's taking them to win tomorrow night. Dan, what do you think going into Carolina for Game Five? Well, what are, you're looking right now, best two out of three. Yep. Jesus, I don't know. I, I mean, the Bruins are are a freaky ball club to begin with. So I don't know. I I was saying seven games at the from the outset. So. So you're going to stick with win seven? one in Carolina. They got to win one in Carolina. Uh, I am going to go with Mike McCarthy. I'm saying this series is over. This series was over when Carolina lost game three in Boston. Everything came unraveled in game four. And then to quote Mike Felger, they had something called the Pieter Kochekov in that something I've never heard of. Yeah. Give what is Bruins, Bruins in six? Yeah. And no, I just think I, I, I think they kind of cracked the code on the whole goalie thing. They got to Raza finally. So it's like, I don't know. Swayman hasn't get he hasn't given up the softies just yet. I'm I mean, I'm not saying it won't happen, but Give he's looked one. he's looked pretty solid in the two playoff games he's played in. He hasn't like he's made the saves he's had to make. He's bailed them out at times and I don't know, he's he's just not giving up those softies right now, which is huge. Well, hold on. He gave up a soft one in game three, but the game oh, was the glove side over one at the that. end. You mean the yes. glove side? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but that's Ronta looks shaky in game one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I it's anti Ronta. I know, like, he's not a good goalie. He that's why I texted you guys in that group message. Put somebody on the Bruins to just stand in front. These goalies are giving up rebounds, they have no idea where the puck is. Okay, just stand there, and you're going to get two goals a game just by doing that. Real quick, before we move on to basketball, game. Four right yesterday, 
Did you guys think that was goalie interference on the Jake DeBrus goal that was challenged by Carolina? No. All right, Dan, did you think that was goalie interference? Did you agree with the call the other day when Jake DeBrus scored that Carolina challenged? No, if you look closely at it, it's the Carolina defenseman that pushes yes. his glove away. See, I'm thinking it was. If it was you pesky. watch DeBrus, DeBrus was pushing the goalie pad of, was it Ronta in that yesterday? That's, I, I mean, but here's the thing. And Pesci was applying all the pressure of it, though. Right, but DeBrusque was the one pushing the pad that pushed Ronta out of his positioning. Again, if it happened to your goalie, first of all, if it happened to a Boston goalie, you'd have the freaking shooting brigade there looking for the Hurricanes before they left the arena. Okay? Second of all, you don't challenge that if you're Brendan Moore because it's such a wishy-wash call. You cannot afford to put your team down uh, in a penalty like that on like a 50-50 call. There's such a gray area with goalie interference in the league. I wouldn't have challenged it, but I do think it was goalie interference. Yeah, I don't know. I just think I don't know if it's look. If he had the puck tied up the whole the whole entire time, fine. It's goalie interference. I don't know. Loose puck. Guys are battling. Let the boys play. Uh, and and real quick, why? You know, somebody in the NHL, you get hurt, you get cut in the face. Ah, oh, it's playoff hockey, right? How come wouldn't it happen to Bergeron? Everybody wants to put this guy on the 16 chapel for Christ's sakes. <laughs> he almost lost an eye. <laughs> yeah, so did the goalie for fucking Colorado. I don't see everybody putting him on a pedestal. He's a goalie. He's supposed to do that. Oh, sick. Well, you know, Bergeron, he got hit in the face with a stick. So does everybody else in the NHL right now. It's it could be his last gig. It could have been his last game in Boston. Who knows? Dan, would you boo Bergeron if he came back as a Canadian next season? Yeah. What? No. I'm no. just wondering. I'm just, just like asking. Ray Bork. When Ray Bork left, you know? Eh. Bruins did Ray Bork right. They knew they weren't going to yep. win. Bergeron can leave as a free agent. What about the guy that threw his stick at Marshawn at the end on the breakaway? I, did, I know. I didn't know McCarthy played for the Hurricanes. Jack Edwards <laughs> was all over that. Oh, of course. You... He was all over the Lindholm hit, too. Yeah. Oh, that was pathetic. Yeah, that he was, was like, awesome. hey, he left his feet. Look at his skates come up. Shut up. <laughs> the refereeing and the, the bitching about the refereeing from the Boston fans. Holy smokes. Not even in just in that. Game in two freaking, got dude, game two kind of got out of hand, I thought. Just the whole refereeing in the NHL in general in the playoffs is kind of yeah. been shitty. It's like just let yeah. them play. Yeah, it's 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 definitely up the middle. It's not just like one side, it's definitely up the middle. Do you guys have well, any more thoughts on the uh, NHL playoffs? If you guys want to take a second, jump around the league. No, how about referee how about talk is good. Yeah, how about them damn Avalanche, man? They about to sweep the whole, the whole, the whole Cup playoffs. I know they're up three games to none over Nashville, and 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 the Predators' defense—they lost their starting goalie like right before the playoffs. So that sucks. I just got one more thing to say too about NHL. I was going to say, how about them Leafs? You go up two-one, you have a chance to put your foot right on Tampa's throat for the series. Go up three-one, and you get blown out like that. Oh yeah. my God, that's Toronto for you. That, let's see. That's that's been like a weird series to watch, um, back and forth. It's been exciting, but I'm with you. You have the defending two-time Cup champs on the ropes, and you give them like that extra breath. I think that's going to come back to bite them in the ass. And oh, one more thing: the triple overtime game between the Rangers and the Penguins. If I got to hear spicy pork and fucking broccoli one more time, I'm going to throw <laughs> my TV out the goddamn window because I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. Rangers are already up. One I know I'm watching it right now, laughing here with a snipe. Uh, Dan, did you know that story? No. So game one between the series, 
and went to triple overtime. The Penguins goalie had to leave the game in the middle of the second overtime. Their third stringer came in and won the game, whatever. So after they were talking and the goalie that came in didn't know he was going to come in. So he said he had spicy pork and broccoli in between the second and, or excuse me, the first and second overtimes. So it became a big thing. Oh my God, he ate all this junk food and then he won the game. I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. I'm, it's been over a week now and I'm still hearing jokes about it. Like we fucking get it. When you're sitting on the bench as a backup, you eat a bunch of food. Who the hell cares? Exactly. Yeah, but like the fact that he was in New York though, it's like, do you think he was on his phone like in the middle of intermission? Like I'm going to order some Chinese food or something. Might as well, dude. It's New York. The city never sleeps. They just walk Tell- right up to the they, they just walk. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for a player to drop off. Tell me that's not something Toussaint would do. <laughs> you can see Ryan sitting there. Dude. In a- <laughs> Wait, hold on, Dan. Are you on Twitter? Oh no. No, I no way Dan's on Twitter. No, I'm not going. I'm just I'm just asking. Dan, are like- you on Twitter? Yes, I have a Twitter account. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay right. well hold on hold on okay we're, uh, right. i don't even know what to say now so dan and i we met we had this like group it was like uh pretty much to tell you uh what do you market each other what's the word i'm looking networking. for dan networking that's the one okay and ryan was in these meetings and this kid dan tell me he would crush <laughs> omelet, breakfast sandwich or omelet yeah. muffins right. like smoothies like just like it's like and mikey you know i got an appetite this guy was crushing the whole place i'm like holy shit yeah while the meeting's going on (laughs) (laughs) did not care that's right up my alley meanwhile like dan how about every time he'd introduce himself he just like point straight ahead it's so funny because we have enough we have meetings now again on wednesdays and he's every time he introduces himself i just kind of laugh to myself and <laughs> yeah because it's like man. dude like half the people were on zoom nobody knows where the frig is pointing to but uh nonetheless you guys have any more thoughts on the nhl playoffs he's probably on zoom shirt and tie ass naked with his dong in his hand below that thing <laughs> yeah his wrestling boys looking at god knows what <laughs> we love you ryan <laughs> uh, I can already see how it's going to go the next time the four of us get together. Holy <laughs> smokes. All right. Uh, let's shift gears over to the Celtics playoffs. We have a little, I wouldn't call it breaking news because it broke about an hour before we got on here, but this NBA playoffs is brought to you by Body Check Wellness. Go to www.bodycheckwellness.com and use promo code OCS, all caps, for your CBD needs. Mikey, take it easy. Uh, so the news is before game four of the Bucs Celtics series, uh, Robert Williams will not be playing for the Celtics left knee soreness. Uh, Dan, let's go with you. You're a big Celtic. How concerned are you about Robert Williams? That's big. I mean, you, you know, you need somebody to take, uh, take all the charges that uh, the Greek God gets away with, but I don't know. That, that's a big loss for tonight. Ugh, we're already starting with you Celtics people bitching about the referees. <laughs> Mikey, what are your thoughts on it? I just, you know, you know, in game one, the Celtics did, uh, didn't play well. In game they responded. They didn't play. They didn't. They played god awful last game. I want to see how they look tonight. I don't. I don't think they can get much worse than the last game because that was kind of, especially from Jason Tatum's point. But you know, we'll see. If if they lose tonight, it's over. But I'll just say that if they lose tonight. It's, 
So game four tonight in Milwaukee, Celtics Bucks. Um, I, Celtics must win. I thought the must Celtics win. should have won the other night. Yeah. Well, Tatum was what four, four for thirty or something. I can't like believe that. they were in that game. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, if the Celtics cannot shoot, then it the other team wins. It, but if, when the Celtics want to shoot and play, they can win whenever the hell they want. That's why I think it's such a weird series to me. Yes, and now there's a series that I think the Celtics are the better team. There's, I mean, I think eh. Atuka, whatever his name, a Temple there. He's yeah, Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Yeah, he's uh, the he's probably the best in the NBA. He's better yeah. than Durant. Yeah, I agree with that. I'll tell you what. You want to talk about Greek gods? This man is absolutely chiseled. Have you seen those shoulders? Yeah, he, uh, I mean. If you look at him now compared to when he first came in, he was just he was a king bean when he first came in. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, Where was he so, drafted again? Like 16th? I think, yeah, uh, right after, uh, who's the tall, blonde-haired guy the Celtics took? That was ugly Ol- as shit. O- Olenek? Yeah. Olenek. Kelly Kelly Olenek. Olenek. Yeah, yeah uh, that's a good pick. <laughs> Dan, what do you think about your Celtics so far in the series? You think they're going to pull this one out or what? Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think they're definitely uh, they're the better team, you know, and they'll shut down, they'll get him going, and you know, and they, I love the way that the coaches just play the uh, the media, you know, oh the refs this, the refs that, and then they get a call or two the next game, but I think so, the Celtics are going to take it. If the Celtics lose tonight, do you think it, uh, the series is over? No, 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 they, okay. They they got two more games at home, right? Yes. So right now it's two to one Bucks with the lead. I think that game was huge the other night. Like the Bucks barely held on to win. Also, I think there's something there. Budenholzer's always had the Celtics number, even he was when he was coaching with Atlanta. Remember in 2016, like he knows how to get to the Celtics for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mikey, what do you think about your uh, your green teamers? It's like I said, I think tonight's a must win because. I don't know if you if you go back to Boston down three one. I mean, I I think Milwaukee's shown they can absolutely play in that building. So I I don't like the Celtics' chances if they if they go down that far in the series. Can we all agree though? If the Celtics win this series, they're going to win the NBA title. Yeah. Uh, Mike, yeah. I I would at the very least say they'll win the East. Yeah, because I think. They'll easily get by Miami and or Philadelphia. That series decided two games apiece, by the way. They've also, you got a Miami team who's like one to fight each other on the bench. Then you got a Philly team who's got to wash up Harden and Joel Embiid, who's just all mangled right now. They've also beaten just about every good team in the league, right? Like, like they've beaten Golden State, I think. They've beaten the Suns. So, yeah, who knows? Dan, do this, the, does, Golden State, the, does Golden State scare you at all? No, no, not really. I think, you know, the way, uh, whether or not he's, you know, he's shooting, he's hot from the outside, three-pointers, you know, he can carry a team. But, again, I think the best all-around team is probably Boston. And then, and then uh, who is it, Phoenix? Yeah, the Suns. But, yeah, we'll see. All right, you guys have any more takes on the uh, Celtics of the NBA playoffs? Nah. 
Bring it. Jalen Brown's going to go off tonight. I think Tatum's going to go 40-plus tonight. Damn. I hope you're wrong. Uh, God damn it, Pittsburgh just tied it. So thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate that. Let's uh, let's shift gears over to the NFL draft. Mikey, you and I talked about it last show, but I want to get Dan's perspective. Yeah. Uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by Norris Beards. Head on over to www.norrisbeards.com and enter the promo code OCS for your top-of-the-line beardsman needs. Any of you fellas got beards? I, just, I got some whiskeys on the chin like a goat. Dan, what about you? No, no beard. You're not growing one, trying to get in the spirit. Uh, it's it's too uh, it's too white. I shaved yesterday. I already have stubble, so fucking Italian jeans. <laughs> let me tell you, uh, Dan, how did you like uh, your football team's draft, the New England Patriots? Hated it. <laughs> really? How come? Uh, I, I I I hate it when I stay up till like eleven, eleven fifteen, and waiting to see that first pick and then oh trade <laughs> he trades down to 27 or whatever and then i'm like okay that's so then i do the time and i'm like that's another 45 minutes oh. so every year you know but no i mean i'm happy they got a guard but i don't think that was the right right spot for it but yeah i mean when espn when espn doesn't have a package a video package for the your first round pick. <laughs> You're kind of in a world of trouble, but that's just me. Uh, Mikey, obviously, I know you weren't a big fan of the draft. Do you think the Celtics uh, – yeah. Do you think the Patriots maybe make a trade here in the next couple months before training camp, Dan? No. No, they they won't make a trade. When, when does Belichick ever make a trade? Uh, that's the, the thing with him. You never know what the hell he's going to do. Mikey, what do you think? Uh, no. Uh, look, I th- – I think the fact that uh, they brought up the fact that they drafted some linebackers late in the draft last year, I think that's a cause for concern. Like, look, I wasn't thrilled with the draft. However, I think they, I think they, I think they reached on their first round pick. But yeah, I like the fact that they got some speed, especially on offense with with Tyquan Thornton. I'm okay with the speed aspect. But as far as adding to this team through a trade, no, I don't think. I think I think we've seen that with Devontae Parker. So. Dan, let me ask you, because I just thought of this off the top of my head. What if Garoppolo all of a sudden becomes available, right? Say say San Francisco just says, screw it. We can't get a trade partner. We're just going to release him. Um, would you welcome him to New England? Maybe give Mac some competition? Garoppolo? No. Yeah. Why not? I just, Garoppolo, he's, he's nothing but a glory boy. It took Pretty a team to a Super Bowl, though. I'll yeah, take Mac anybody. Jones right now over below. Yeah, yeah, I would take Mac Jones. Who oh, knows? I, all I asked, boys, was would you welcome him into camp to create some competition for Mac Jones? No. You don't think that would be a good thing for the young kid? No, because you're going to have to trade for him. I, I think that's why you took that fourth-round flyer on a QB. Through like, I mean, if you yeah, want to tell me that 65 touchdowns in college, whatever, who gives a shit, fine. But I think that was what sort of lit a fire on yeah, yeah, he's got his backup coming in. His competition. Okay, well, as a fan, how do you feel about that? About the competition? Just like that's your quarterback situation coming into this draft. I mean, into this season. Mac Jones and then a project from the fourth round. That's your QBs. How he's also like- Brian Hoyer. Wow. I- Thanks. That that really just helped you. I'm just no. I'm just telling you, he's also there. 
I'm yeah, more, I, I I'm think more I, worried about the no no linebackers. That's me too. Me gotta... too. Me too. Well, uh, hold on a second because we can all agree quarterback's the most important position in maybe all of sports. If Mac Jones goes down, let's remember Tom. You know, not every quarterback has the health of Tom Brady, where you can drink a magic potion and you're good to go. You're going to have this fourth round rookie. Would you guys feel confident in that, Mikey? If Mac Jones goes, ah, uh, no. Look, I don't actually think they would look to a, a fourth round rookie in, in his first year to go play. You know, second string, second string quarterback. I, th- I think it would be Brian Hoyer in there. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, they'll they'll pick up somebody on. They're not going to trade. They'll pick up somebody off of the scrap heap. Even if Garoppolo gets cut, you boys are both saying no. Oh, if they if they pick him up on a free agent contract, or that's one thing. But that's just is that's one hundred percent the Patriots thing. Have somebody right. else foot in the bill, and you get them on pennies on the dollar, and exactly. you do what you want. If it's that, I, I'd be okay. I don't want them trading for Garoppolo. So obviously, you guys aren't happy with the linebacker position this year with the Patriots. Obviously, they enough in this draft, Mikey. What are you thinking on defense for the Pats? I, I really don't know what to think. You're going to have to bank on, look, a secondary that has gotten worse since the offseason on top of almost every other team in the AFC getting better offensively. So, yeah, I think there's a cause for concern here defensively. Mikey, uh, excuse me, Dan, what do you think? Oh, definitely. They got to pick up. They got to get some youth. I mean, I just saw the Giants cut Bradbury. Maybe they'll uh... – look to take a, a flyer out on him, but there's been a lot of players that have been cut or waived or, you know, I veterans sorta, that they didn't do nothing. I sort of liked, I think the Jabril Peppers signing is a little underrated. I kind of like the ups. I don't know about anyone else, but uh, we'll see. Dan, thank you for bringing that up. The Bradbury guy getting cut out of New York. That could be a sneaky Belichick pickup right there. Like I said, Belichick loves guys that's getting paid by another team. And he also, and he's also a former Joe Judge guy. Oh, oh, great! That's <laughs> that should be assuring. Uh, hey, I want to know schedule. how did you feel about the the Eagles and the draft? I thought that was a huge trade. Yeah, um, I when I so I I would flick it on because like I would see on Twitter if the Eagles were about to pick, so like I would go to it just to see. So I went to Twitter, saw that they were up. I turned it on, and when I turned it on, Greenberg was saying that the Eagles traded the pick in the first round, their second one. So I got fucking pissed. I'm like, what the hell? This is stupid. And then I heard who it was for. A.J. Brown, the tight end out of Tennessee. And I think I said it last show. I almost went downstairs and went balls deep in a part of peanut butter. I was so goddamn excited. They got a legit stud wide receiver with some strength to compliment uh, Devontae Smith. Eagles going to have a solid offense. Let's see what they do defensively. Obviously, they got the linebacker from Georgia. But we'll see. Eagles still have a, a ways to go there. Someone wrote an article on somewhere about how Devonta Smith could already be on his way out of Philly. Did you see did you hear and anything about no, that? He's not on his way out of Philly. The I, fucking I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying all I'm saying is I saw like no. I was flipping I was flipping through articles today and 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 there was something there that said like could the Eagles be already moving on from Smith? No, somebody fucked up the CG screen at the Sixers game the other night when they put him up on the screen. You know like when an athlete from another team goes to a game and they put him up on the jumbotron. Yeah. Well, whoever, whatever idiot was in charge of like putting the names up underneath the name, they put former Philadelphia Eagle. It's like you <laughs> jackass. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Tell so me that doesn't that start up. the Twitter sphere, huh? 
yeah, so it made the rounds. I still cannot believe Dan's on Twitter. I'm gonna have to find you. I'll have to send you my. Uh, I don't put we'll much on give, it though. It's all we'll real estate give, stuff. We'll have to give you an inside scoop. <laughs> Chris Kreider goes down for the Rangers. That can't be good. Uh, Fifty-two goal scorer this season. That sucks. Uh, by the way, did you see the guy going back? I know we're going all over the place. Shocker with our episode, but did you see the guy in the game the other day for Carolina take one right in the nads? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I love that shit. Uh, you guys have any other thoughts on the NFL draft? Yeah. We'll see what happens. In, in Bill, we trust. You know That's you're right. a Patriots fan. Uh, yeah. Well, we have NFL schedule comes out later on this week. Again, we're recording Monday, May 9th. Now let's talk about your boys' local nine, and that's brought to you by... Hey, Anthony, I do have one more thing on the NFL. Okay, what's that? Did you hear today they were interviewing somebody from Papa John's talking about Goodell, Roger Goodell? Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, and drink Chardonnay all the time and all, and all that. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta find that. I don't know if you heard it. Oh my god! I think it was on Toucher and Rich this morning. It might have been. I'll uh, I'll have to go That's back and check that out. Yeah, he's a booze hound. He's enough. He drinks every day Chardonnay. Well, would you blame the guy? I mean, every single fan in the league hates you. He acts like he's a freaking teenager at the draft. Yeah. He collects his fifty million with a smug little smile on his jerk face. Well, here's the thing: at least Bettman. Like when he gets booed, he he plays with it. You know, he's good with it. He he goes back to him and and Roger Goodell, you could tell it rattles him. Like he has no idea how to react to getting booed all the time. Yeah, but it's just weird. All right, uh, go to www.oldcitysports.com, old O L D E for all your favorite OCS podcasts and articles. Hey, that's where you can find our podcast. Again, we've linked up <laughs> with Old City Sports. Dan, what the fuck is going on with your Boston Red Sox? Uh, dude, time time to break up, start going young, get rid of freaking, uh, I can't even think, Daubach and or whatever his name is at first. Yeah, <laughs> Daubach. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Daubach, that dude would always like spit the weirdest <laughs> way. That's a blast from like 2002. Holy smokes. Get rid of those guys. I mean, I'm telling you. They were just saying today, you take all three outfield positions, your second base pitcher, your second base catcher and first base, and you're batting 076. Jesus. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, you know, the sad it's... part is, is like there's, o- there's only three people in their whole lineup who were actually hitting. Three! I Would think you care to time. say who it is? Yeah, well, it's, it's Bogarts, Devers, and J.D. Martinez. Those are the only ones who are having decent seasons. Their guy who they just who they want to replace Bogarts isn't even isn't even hitting two hundred. He can't even hit two hundred. That's a joke. So Mikey and I talked about this. I think last pod. I I don't know. We've talked about the Trevor Story thing before, and it's like I we said you don't know if a guy from Colorado where they don't cover baseball like they do in Boston is going to succeed here. He's not hitting. He's getting booed. He struck out, what, four times the other night? He's having a miserable season. He's playing out of position, and you signed him to replace Xander Bogarts, who's won multiple titles in Boston. He can play here. He's adored here. Like, I just didn't understand the Trevor Story signing. I don't get it. But, again, wasn't Alex Cora's thing the launch angle 
and everybody starts to hit when Alex Cora is here because he's treating baseball a different way. He's found the recipe to score all these runs, yet only three guys are hitting right now. I don't understand what's going on. We well, need to get back this. to videotaping and audio recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mikey's so mad right now. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm like that meme with the happy face. Like, I'm like underneath that, I'm pissed. <laughs> no, but here's what happened too. Like, like, okay, Hunter Renfro hit like 32 bombs last year. He, I, I think right now he's like he has like seven home runs in the NL with the uh, with Milwaukee. Like, I understand defense is crucial, especially late, late, uh, late in the ball season. But it's like you just traded a guy who hit 32 bombs last year. You took on money for Jackie Bradley Jr. Who's hitting two oh two? Not one, not one homer, no production, giving you nothing so far. Hitting two oh two, like, yes, I think I think Heim Bloom is a lot to blame with this, but why is Heim Bloom here? It's because of John Henry. He's he's his little minion. He want he wants Heim Bloom to spend less, uh, spend less free agency, kind of get the farm system boosted up, and it ha- it hasn't gone. I think it's time for I think it's time to just part ways with that whole thing. Um. Yeah. Did you guys see the other day Jackie Bradley goes into the triangle to make a catch and just miss the ball? Yeah. Yeah. yeah how's the how's the defense working out for you? Um, uh, yeah, I know. Fair enough. And Alex I've said Verdugo, this, be- I've said sorry, this ahead, before. I've said it with you guys as Red Sox. They either win the World Series or they come in dead last. It's because they don't know how to build teams there. They've been bailed out for how many years where they can just buy, buy, buy titles and teams. That's what they've done. And now you have Heim Bloom, who's being instructed not to spend money, and he's not hitting on the prospects like he should be, like he did in Tampa Bay. And I think this is what you're seeing right now. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I'm ready to just say, look, trade Bogart, see what you can get. I'd, keep, I'd build everything around Rafael Devers. So, see, okay. I'm... Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because I'm going to change it in a second. Well, I was just gonna say, I, I kind of lead the opposite way. I think I think the team might be playing so bad, and Trevor Story might be so bad that they might be forced into just re-signing Bogarts, even though they don't want to. Look, I would I would much rather them re-sign Bogarts and just say the hell with like, I don't know, something. I don't know. I don't. I just don't feel like how I just don't see how you can just move on from Bogarts. That would aggravate the hell out of me. Yeah. Real oh, quick. I agree. Real quick, because I'm gonna get back to this. Uh, because I just refreshed Twitter. Uh, former New England first round <laughs> running back, Sony Michelle has his third team in less than a year. He's signing with the Miami Dolphins. So, just to let you guys know, keep drafting running backs in the first round really pays off. All right. So, getting back to that, would so Dan, that was one of my questions for you. Mikey wants to keep Bogarts. I think you should keep Bogarts. You would trade Bogarts to get get some more prospects. You you in order to. It's kind of like the Mookie Betts thing all over again. I mean, I would love to see him here, but you got you got to give something away to get something. You're not going to get anything unless you can get something for JD Martinez and you know some of these other young ones or young pitchers or whatever and bring back. But you got to have depth. Well, let me let me ask you guys this, Mikey. I'm going to ask you first. You can only keep one. Are you keeping Devers or are you keeping Bogarts? Dan, what about you? I would keep Devers. Uh, I'm going Bogarts. Give me the guy that can play shortstop. That's pretty much the quarterback of your infield, and the guy can get big clutch hits when you need him. I know Devers has the sexy power numbers. To me, his defense is still a liability. Yeah. I'm, I'm going Bogarts. 
I think I think you I think you might have a case on his defense uh, defensively, but I think he's looked pretty sharp so far at third base. But no, but like look, he's he's still not even really in his he's only like twenty five. He's kinda entering his prime and he's already one of the best left handed hitters in baseball. So I just yeah, I I just don't want to move on from that. Hey, you talk about Trevor's story and his numbers. What about everything, all this talk going on about these juiced baseballs or these different baseballs that go to different teams? Did you hear about the primetime game conspiracy? No. What is it? Okay. So, like, some nerd came up with this, like, stat that said, like, during all these primetime games, like, uh, like, a lot of the numbers are, like, through the roof, like, hitting. It's crazy. I can see that. That's what it is. You know, the the home people want to see a home run instead of somebody legging out a double. I get that. I 100% can see that. And guess what? I don't care. I would actually adore that. Yeah, I don't care either. Mikey, you just went to a game the other day. Do you want Nothing. to see some guy hitting one down the line? Or do you want to see some guy hitting my brother driving down Lansdowne Street with the, in the windshield with a home run ball? Uh, <laughs> in, in, April, in April, I want to see a bomb. In October, I want to see base hits. Okay. I get it. Good point, because I'm with you on that one. I don't need the softball lineups in the playoffs. Uh, nonetheless, though, Dan, have you made it to any Sea Dogs games lately? I have not. Not this year. That's something we got to do, too. Like, I got to get out there before August. I went to one Sea Dogs game. It's actually a nice ballpark. Yeah, it's great. Great uh, great game, you know, place to see Fenway a game. North. I mean, perfect. Yeah, Fenway North. And they got really good food there, just saying. Um Mikey, something that you wanted to touch on when we were doing our text exchange throughout the week, Madison Bumgarner, he was pitching in Miami the other day. This Hardo umpire, I guess that's his uh, his reputation. As Bumgarner's walking off the mound, he's you know the, they got these stupid spot checks where they check to see if you have illegal substance on your hands. He's grabbing the left hand of Bumgarner, a lefty, squeezing it. Looks like he's trying to feel, but the entire time he's just dead staring at Madison Bumgarner who looks up and sees it and then just reacts and freaks out and goes off on the guy, pretty much knowing, <laughs> hey, this guy's trying to set me up. Uh, Mikey, what is uh, your opinion on that? I, I think he was 100% busting his balls. And I th- I think this blue has had a history, especially with – I think there was a case with, like, Jose Bautista once too. But, no, I thought it was so fun. The, like, the camera angle of, like, the slowed down, like, slow mo- – like, that uh, he's just gazed right into his eyes, like fondling his fingers. Like it was funny. Like I know there's like a joke. There's like a joke meme going out about like he's playing like this little piggy went to the mark. Like yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. It was. I mean, was it absolutely childish? Yeah, I was howling laughing though. I thought it was awesome. Um. By the way, I thought the whole this piggy went to the market thing was real. Eat him like tweeted me back saying he thinks it was fake or something. So I don't know. All I know is Bumgarner told the guy to go pound sand in a mean way. It Dan, was so funny, though. Dan, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. I, I mean, number one, I didn't think it was a, a strike call that he was all up up in arms about. But, but yeah, the umpire was definitely – you know, sometimes these guys – don't get me going on umpires in my, my years of coaching, but – Sometimes these guys become part of the show and they're just not supposed to be even seen. Hey, I'm with you. You see it in the NHL too. The refs got a hard on to try to be part of it. They don't drop the puck, but we're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, 
real quick, the last thing I have here on today's rundown. Tom Brady on uh, TikTok, because that's what all the kids are doing these days, admitting the tuck rule game way back when against the Raiders in the Snow Bowl. Uh, Brady admitting it was probably a fumble. Uh, to me, that's no surprise. Dan, what do you think? I don't believe it. I didn't I didn't see what you were talking about, but I I did hear it on the radio. Do you think it was a fumble or no? No. All right. Mikey, Didn't what do you, you think? Did you see the interview with Brady and uh, Woodson? Yeah, on that 30 for 30. 30 for 30 special? That was I good. did. I did. It seems like a fumble. Mikey, what did you think? What does the rule say? I'm going by what the player thought. Oh, I'm just going – I mean, it, it wasn't a fumble based off the rule. If, Dan, if you watch that 30 for 30, both players, they're talking about the rule, and even Brady goes, oh, shit, maybe my arm was going forward. Just saying, just saying. The hey, I'm glad it wasn't rule. a fumble, but I think it was a fumble. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's all I got on the rundown. But, Dan, you mentioned here a few minutes ago your time coaching. Uh yeah, so you've spent how much in college softball? I coached uh, twelve years. Uh, oh, what what was Damn the college me. that you coached at? University of New England, and that's in Maine, correct? Oh, my buddy went there. Yeah. What uh, what got you into coaching? Um, all of, I mean, ever since I you know graduated school, I always coached baseball or got involved. So. Uh, being in, then I, you know, one of my jobs, I worked at the rec department. So I, I coached everything. I coached basketball, middle school basketball. I coached high school soccer. I co- then I did a lot of baseball. And then when my daughters were born, as they got older, I transferred over to the softball side of it. And did you ever like have a huge blow up with an umpire and get tossed from a game? <laughs> Funny story. Yes. Uh, I've had blow-ups with umpires, but I always line not to not to cross. And then, but the only time I've ever been thrown out of a uh, softball game that is um, was was my daughter's nine and ten year old all star game. I was <laughs> an all star game. Uh, nine and ten year olds. So I'm base coaching first base, and we had this little tiny girl that was up at bat. And the pitch, they pitch to her, and it comes over her, and the umpire calls strike. And so I just put my arms out to the side. I don't even say anything. I put my arms out to the side. I turn around my back to the home plate, and I did a hand over my head like this way over her head. Yeah, tossed me without even saying anything. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm laughing like I am now. I'm like, what are you talking about? Get I... out of here. Get out of here right now. So funny part is, so I just walk off the field. And no sooner am I off the field, the president of Little League came over and apologized to me. That no was the shit. Only time. I mean, I've gotten heated, believe it or not, at, during high school game, uh, college games and stuff. But I always know because – you know, you do it long enough, you create a rapport with the umpires. Um, but no, it's it's good stuff. I, what, I love uh, that. I, I it. Go ahead, Mikey. 100% appreciate you, Dan, because as an individual who is, you know, not very 
who is vertically challenged a little bit. I, yeah, I appreciate you looking out for the short dudes. At bed. You don't know how many times I got called strikes in my freaking forehead and my eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Umpires, they, they don't get it. Yeah, some umpires, man, you just – you got to tell them where to go sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Dan, what was, uh, what was your favorite part of coaching college softball? Uh, well, we've had some, you know, we've had, I had quite a bit of good success, uh, success, but, um, probably the best thought thing or the best memory was just the relationships that you make with these kids. You know, um, I'd been to weddings from Connecticut, Rhode Island. I got invited to one in Michigan coming up. Um, you know, I'd been to Vermont. It's just those relationships that you make with, with the players. And uh, so, yeah, all right, What's the, what was the furthest you went with the team? Like, any championships? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we won a conference championship, and we went to the uh, NCAAs, and we, we were playing um, number three ranked SUNY Cortland. So it's state, S-U-N-Y Cortland. They were out of uh, New York, upstate New York. Mm-hmm. They were fifth ranked in the country, and we lost to them one nothing in the playoff. Damn. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that was good. So we yeah we made it to uh, we we won two games in in the NCAA tournament after we won our conference. So that was good. I had some good good memories. You guys didn't have Ryan as like a base coach, did you? <laughs> oh, oh Jesus! Oh, th- yeah, I was about to say, thank God you didn't. Let's pull ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ryan's just getting crushed this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, they we love Ryan to bring a, bre- a bur- uh, omelet out to first base. So, <laughs> yeah, he's got like a tab going at the snack shack. He just points over like Cam Neely and Dumb and Dumber. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they just bring him food. Um, yeah, Mikey, did you have any more questions for Dan? No, I uh, just definitely want to hit the links again. Absolutely. We'll definitely hit the links with Dan. Dan, keep crushing it with uh, with the real estate. Again, we appreciate you being our very first sponsor of all time in this program. Oh, gee. And, uh, and oh, by the way, actually, there was one more thing. We have to go out to dinner again, Dan, you and I, and we'll get the girls to go, and oh, we'll Jesus. get Mikey this time. But, uh, yeah, I think I got I got Dan on a prank last year right before I left Maine. Yeah, Is that what, I, I, I forget. What did you say again? I remember. Mikey, what were you going to say? Is that when you guys called me, like, asking for a good time or something? Well, that was one of them, yeah, because I gave Dan your number. But so I had just watched an interview with Tommy Lee. He was on someone's, like, show. Oh, jeez, I could have guessed that. And he said when he used to stay at, like, different hotels when they were touring, he would put his name under a fake name. That way, like, people wouldn't call him and whatever. So, one of the names was like Dick's Normus or something stupid like that. Dickie Normus or something. Like yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was it was me, Ryan, Dan, Ryan's fiance at the time, Dan's wife, and my girlfriend. We were all going to ninety nine Great Spot to get dinner, and Love so it. I said, "Okay, here's what I'm gonna do." I called. I was like, "Hey, I got six people. Can you kind of hold the table?" Yeah, no problem. So I put it under my name, Anthony. So I was like, all right, I got to fuck around here. It's my last time with the boys. So I sent in a group message to Dan. and Okay. Name. Uh, it's all set for six. First one there. Cause, and I lied. I was like, I'm going to be a little late. 
the name is under Dick, Dick Enormous or something like that. And so I was like, okay, they, like Dan's like, are you shitting me? And Ryan's like, no way. I was like, no, that's what it is. Like, let's see who wins. So I got there first and I said, okay, Anthony for six, blah, blah. So they seat me and I can see like, you know, the hostess stand, like I can see the hostess stand. So, <laughs> so I see Dan walking with his wife. Mikey, and here I am, a respected person in the community. Oh, it's, yeah. in, it's in your town of Biddeford. That's why they hate Massachusetts, Dick. And I see Dan, you know, I, I can see you mouthing, like, whatever. And I see, like, the person, what, like, look down and then kind of, like, look around. And then I see Dan kind of look around, like, what did you say to the woman, Dan? Oh, I said, hey, I'm here. I'm, we have a reservation for six. And she goes, okay, what's the name? And I said, Dickie Normous. <laughs> she looked at, she goes, what? I said, yeah, he told me he has a reservation for six, Dickie Normous. <laughs> and she just, she looks at me and she just shakes her head and she goes, she knew, she was laughing. And, what was you know, your it was reaction? Young, it was a young lady, you know, she was probably in her mid, mid-20s, early 20s and so she just laughs and she says, I think he's over there. And I look and there's Anthony sitting in the corner. That's right. What, what was your reaction when she just kind of looked back up at you? Like, there's uh, nobody here with that name. I just, the sec, after I said it the second time, I didn't even get it. <laughs> and, and then after the second time, it's like, oh, now I, now I feel like an ass. So we tried to prank Ryan. Dude, okay, so Mikey. We had we had dinner set for like six o'clock. Ryan shows up at like fucking seven fifteen. He's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh yeah, like I just got a brand new truck." So Dan and I watched him walk it, like walk out of the truck. And so like Dan, was it me or you that text him? We're like, "Hey, change of plans. We're getting dinner at <laughs> another place. We're over at Applebee's." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he walks out. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. kind of like hesitated for a minute. Didn't he like kind of stop and look at his phone? Yeah, he was doing the old I'm confused Ryan thing. <laughs> and yeah, he was going back and forth in the parking lot. And I think I don't remember if we called him or if he just figured it out. Oh man, uh, but yeah, I got Yeah, you're right. It was like 7 it was like 7:15. Yeah. I oh, poor poor Ryan. Misguided soul. <laughs> Uh, Mikey, you guys have anything else for this episode? I don't think so. Dan, how about you? No, guys. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, look forward to seeing you when you guys come up. Mikey, you gonna do some fishing? Yeah. Hey, I, I I've been to like I've been to like six lakes in the last year in Maine. So yeah. Yeah. Been so ice fishing or just regular? What's that? Both. Have both. Been ice. Both. Nice. Yeah, so like I said, I'm gonna, I'm definitely coming in August. Um, I'll, I'll try to get there a little bit earlier this summer because I got to see the guys. But uh, that will be a hell of a hell of a time. Hit the links, we'll figure it out, Lake. But uh, no, nah, Dan, we appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely have you on again, my man. Always. All right, guys. Stay. All right, and Celtics are down by five right now. Let's go pick it up. Oh God, the green teamers. All right, until next episode, boys. Peace. Peace.